What is going on, everybody? We're back at it again with another episode of the CC Football Podcast. As always, today, joined with me is my good friend and colleague, Craig Castellino. Craig, what's going on? <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm very excited about this. For all our Spotify listeners, we're doing, we, we have made an impromptu decision to, to record in video form and upload to YouTube. So this is going to be yeah. our first time doing that. Um, we're not really addressed for the occasion because <clears throat> I just sprung the idea on Clay two minutes ago. But exciting. What do you, th- what do you think, Clay? Yeah, so you guys will be able to find this on our YouTube channel, which is going to be called CC Football Podcast. And you'll be able to follow along as today, especially it'll be especially useful because we are going to be playing a few Sporkle quizzes. And so you'll be able to follow along easier that way. And, you know, as time goes on, if this is a success, maybe we'll start doing some more production and, and editing and stuff of it. But Right now, it's going to be just the raw footage so you can see our, our live reactions to each other's hot takes. Yeah, we figured, because we're always doing these fun games and, and drafting Premier League teams and, and you know, predicting, predicting Champions League outcomes and stuff, but you guys can never see it because it's on, it's on Spotify. So hopefully, this way, we'll be able to, to, to grow our production game. Exactly, hmm. exactly. But first, I guess Hopefully we're going to we kick it play. off. Yeah, so our first, we're going to play three Sporkle quizzes kind of broken up throughout the episode. But our first one is going to be, it's called Premier League Winners First 11 Quiz. Can you name the Premier League Winners First 11 of the last 20 years? And so that's kind of a tough ask, but we're going to try to do the last six years going back to Leicester's miraculous win in 2016 and see if we can name their their first 11s um craig what do you think about this one i think we should be able to get this um we'll see though and obviously 20 minutes is too long because we don't have that much time so what should, what should we set ourselves like five minutes well minutes? we're using we're doing six out of the 20 well i guess they, they probably did one minute per team because it's 20 minutes and 20 years so let's do six minutes yeah all right so six six minutes yeah, also, right. I forgot to add for the people watching on YouTube, I appreciate you guys uh, stopping your Spotify and then switching over to the YouTube, but you'll be able to see our, our unique backgrounds. Um, and oh, we're not going to reveal what they are, but they're uh, some legendary moments in sports history. We picked, we picked high and low moments of, <clears throat> of Clay's favorite team. Yeah. The whole spectrum. We did. We did. But first, let's kick it off here. So we have six minutes once I click this play button. And so just so you guys know, the six teams that we're going to have, I guess for it'll be a little bit easier because three of the teams are City. So we have City in 21, Liverpool in 20, City in 19 and 18, Chelsea in 17, and then Leicester City in 2016. So hopefully we'll have some overlapping um, uh, for those three City teams. But let's get it going. Ready? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Play quiz. Play quiz. Okay. Uh, so the City 21. Right, Ederson. Ederson is going to be the goalkeeper. Right back is going to be Kyle Walker. Center back, Ruben Diaz. Other one is going what? John Stones. Yeah. Left back, is Probably that Cancelo? Uh, 
Oh, so they put Cancelo in there. Zinchenko for the earlier ones. Yeah, Zinchenko was their left back in 2019. So, uh, company, company. Oh, I put Kevin Debrona as striker. Okay. Uh, company. Yeah, company. Yeah, because they don't have... Oh, wait, no, they didn't, they didn't have company as one of their center backs in 18 and 19. And for the first 11, that's a little bit surprising. Um, oh, Laporte, Laporte, Laporte. It was Laporte. That's a good one. Um, let's see, Bernardo Aguero. Silva. Oh, you got both the Silvas with that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got Bernardo and David Silva. Let's see, Mares. Sterling. Sterling. Oh, yeah, Sterling. So we need two. So I'm looking at the 21 team, and we need two center mids, a striker. Um, try, Je- try Jesus. Oh yeah, Jesus is a striker. So I need two two more center mids. Rodri, yeah, yeah. Fernandinho, no. Oh, he'll be in the earlier ones for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gun. Yeah. Okay. So the All city right, twenty one team is done. Okay. So we need to see a left mid for nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a left mid from twenty nineteen. Who would that be? Oh my gosh! Um, well, I can start doing the Liverpool one as we're thinking. We got Allison, Alexander Arnold, uh, Van Dyke. See if they put. Uh, Do you think Sane is on on maybe the eighteen one? Oh yeah, it was Sane. Nice, nice, nice. It was both eighteen and nineteen. So now I guess for City we're. We're missing left back and center back. Um, who is our left back in 2018? Man. Try, try, oh. try Danilo. Yeah, it was Danilo. There you go. Okay, so center back. Who is Stones' center, center back. back partner? Um, man, this is tough. Because I'm just thinking of the one that comes to mind is Laporte. Oh, Otamendi, Otamendi, Otamendi. Oh, that's right. Okay, so we got all three city teams done. We're halfway through in time in in our teams. So uh, other center back for Liverpool. I put Lovren. I I put Matip in. Uh, Did you try Gomez? Oh, don't tell me it's going to be Matip. Oh, it's going to be Gomez. No, it's Gomez. (laughs) You mean Naldini? Um, Um, Henderson. Oh, I missed one of his name. Both it wrong. Henderson, um, Fabinho, Firmino, Salah, Mane. Okay, so we need... Genie. Genie. Yeah. One of them. All right, that's done. So right. we have Chelsea. Oh, I don't remember Chelsea 2017. Oh, my gosh. Um... Oh, yeah, douche Michael for... Ante. How do you spell Michael? S-C-H-M-I-C-H-M-E-I-C-H. Michael wrong. S-C-H-M-E-I-C-H-E-L. There we go. Schmeichel. Yeah, um, there you go. Yeah, so he, I, I put in Conte, who is in both Leicester and in Chelsea. Um, nice. Okay, do Hazard? Yep. Yeah. Eden Hazard. Let's see. Probably Costa? Yeah, Costa. Yeah. Uh, William. Um, oh, that's 2015. Man, this is 
I don't remember it. Chelsea's 2017 team. Not well. Okay, do, uh, do uh, what's his name? As Blake Carter. Yeah. I no, spelled it wrong. S I A S P I S P L I. I got it. I got it. Go. He was left back then. Okay, interesting. Um, man. Okay, so we need their keeper. Is that probably Keppa? Right? No, it's not Keppa. Um, no, no, no. It, it would be. It'd be Czech. C E C E C H. No, C E C H. Nope. Oh, never mind. Oh, no, because he... Oh, wouldn't we check? Who would it be? It would be... Who was their keeper? Was it Caballero? Surely not. No. Surely not. Oh, my gosh. We only have 40 seconds left. We're failing. We're failing. We're failing. Okay. Right, do, well, do, I can do, get Vardy. Yeah. Um, you got Mares. Do Danny Drinkwater. Yeah, Danny um, Drinkwater. Do, do Wes Morgan. Wes Morgan. Christian Fuchs. Um, who else on that Leicester team? Uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, no. This is bad. 15 seconds. Uh, Man, I'm blanking here. The pressure's getting to me. No, no, no. Okay, that Leicester team I should definitely be able to get. Um, oh, All what's right. his name? Okay, wait. We'll, we'll, let's add on another minute. We can we can okay, get okay. more. All right, so we have right back, um, center back, left mid, and striker. We're missing for Leicester, and we're missing like a lot from the Chelsea team here. Um, man, not Virginia. Uh, oh, what's his name? Okay, okay. Let's move back to Chelsea. I know a few more Leicester. They're on the top of my tongue. Okay. Tip of my tongue. Um, okay. Well, we just wasted 30, 30 more of our one, added one minute, but... <laughs> Who were we missing? Was David Luiz on Chelsea? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Who was their center back? David Luiz and... Oh, no. This is so bad. We're going to keep ourselves. Was, was I already typed it in. Yeah, I know. All right, time's up. Oh, time's up here. We're gonna reveal the answer. So we're miss. Oh, Courtois. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we're missing Courtois, Marco Solanzo, Gary Cahill, Matic, Pedro, Victor Moses, and then for Leicester, we're Okazaki. We're missing yeah, Okazaki, Albrighton, okay, Uth, and. Simpson. So that was that wasn't terrible. Okazaki, that wasn't terrible. Okazaki and Okazaki and Albrighton were on the tip of my tongue. Um, oh, Danny Simpson, I didn't remember, and Robert Huth, I I should have gotten, but I didn't remember. Okay, but more, most embarrassing is that Chelsea team. How do we not get Courtois, Alonso? We didn't get Gary Kale. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. Fair, that was bad. That was bad. Yeah. That was bad. Moses. Wow. Well, that was not good thing. Good. We'll have we have three more uh, to redeem ourselves um but two i more. guess now oh yeah two more two more a total of three we'll have two more to redeem ourselves that was hard actually no it really wasn't we i i feel like we we let ourselves down you think so 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially with the Chelsea team. Because I should, Albright and Anokazaki, uh, I was thinking, I was like, oh, there was the, the one Asian player on Leicester. I couldn't remember his name. Um, anyways, Chelsea team. Leicester, we can, we can cut ourselves some slack, but the Chelsea team, there's no, no excuse. How do we not get Courtois? Yeah, that was bad. Um, oh, well. I guess I forgot that okay, Marcus we'll be Alonso had been there for so long, but um, I guess he is. So now let's move on um, and talk about the... Let's, oh, yeah, so there's been a little bit of transfer news. Um, as you guys probably know, mm. the transfer window has opened recently. And it's open for the month of January. And Craig, the biggest news so far for the Prem has been uh, Trippier going to Newcastle. Is it? Yeah. So is that is that like one hundred percent done deal signed? Uh, so no, it's not. I don't think it's done deal yet. But it's a like a here we go type thing. So there was a video that surfaced okay. earlier today that uh, let him. Like they showed him like at the Newcastle facilities completing his move apparently. So, um, yeah. And then, oh, nice. okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- he returns to England after being uh, in Spain for a while. I think this is a good pickup for, for Newcastle. I mean, he's definitely, a, I mean, he's a, he starts for England national team. Right. And, you know, Newcastle can use all the reinforcements they can get. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, it's a it's a good signing to kind of ease into things. Hope I mean obviously Newcastle fans are gonna hope for you know bigger more exciting signings than Trippier right back. But I mean I think it's an exciting signing for Newcastle to to start off with. I mean he's quality player. He's very experienced, but not too old yet. Like he can he still has a few more years definitely left to deliver at the highest level. Um, Newcastle definitely needs some shoring up defensively, and he's definitely. really good defensively and. And he can get forward, good at set pieces, very good at set pieces. Um, so I, I and that might that might come into play, you know, when they're trying to rescue a, a draw because you know they're in a, a, a fierce rele- relegation battle right now. The odds are stacked against them to even survive in the yeah. Premier League. A few moments of magic in in set pieces late in games and stuff can make or break their their survival hopes and survival chances. Definitely, and he's. And I think the experience, honestly, is huge. He's coming in with a lot of experience. He's won, he's won stuff. Um, he's been at you know the highest level, Champions League, World Cup, Euros, and so he has that that experience. And he also has a really good mentality. So I think it'll yep. be good for the squad as a whole. Um, but uh, but I I definitely do think, at least I hope, um, that Newcastle are going to be making a few more exciting signings, if not now, then in the summer. But hopefully, at least one or two more more exciting signings than, than Trippier. No disrespect to Trippier. No, I, I could definitely see this as uh, the first of at least a, a couple more signings because, you know, they're, they recently got taken over by uh, some rich owners and they're going to be looking to splash to cash to keep the, their team up in the, in the prem, right? So I think they're going to do all, their, all yeah. they can right now in, in January to buy some players of short-term window of trying to keep focusing on the next few months and in the prem as they really need to if they want to start becoming one of the biggest teams in england once again then they need to i mean that obviously starts with surviving and being in the top league so um 
And another exciting transfer news is um, our favorite lad, Felipe Coutinho, might be returning to the Prem. There are some rumors, I guess right now, they're only rumors, that he's being linked with a few Premier League clubs, one of which, the one I guess is most credible, is a loan move until the end of the season with Aston Villa. Craig, what are your thoughts on the possibilities of Coutinho returning to the Prem? Um, I mean, exciting for me because, you know, this is where he, he really he made his name um, and became one of the best attacking talents in, in Europe, if not the whole world. Um, and obviously, you know, he was looking for bigger and better things. He moved over to Barcelona, hasn't worked out um, quite to the level that, most, that m- many people would have expected it to. So I think it's a chance for him to, to come back and, and reignite his career because he's not even 30 yet. He's, he's still 29, so he's still got, you know, a few more years at the top level. And if he can come back and, and do in the Prem what he did, you know, a few years ago in the Prem, then I think the whole world would love to see that. And to make it even better, it'd be with his old mate, CVG, if, if it was at Villa. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah, definitely. I think that um, even Liverpool fans would be excited to see Coutinho come back. He was a, a hero for a while. And then I guess their relationship between him and the fan and the club really went south as he pushed for a move towards Barcelona. And, you know, at the time, I guess no one could fault him for making the move, but now in hindsight, you know, hindsight 2020, we could all say that Liverpool, I guess, got the better end of that deal. And they ended up winning, I guess, the, the proverbial relationship breakup between, uh, between the two <laughs> in the club. Uh, you know, with the, with the Barcelona famous comeback and also with how poorly, I guess, he has done in his career at Barcelona, just with the injuries. A lot of it has been injuries. He's been, it's really tough for him to, it's been tough for him to sustain a foothold in, in the Barcelona team. But I think that that would be a, a lot easier for him in an Aston Villa team that has quality. However, they do not nearly, even like Barcelona right now, they have way more quality, I would say, than Aston Villa. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think it'd be easier for him to get more regular playing time, which is important for a player who is looking to reignite their career. Yeah. Um, Craig, and, I have a question and, for you. Go ahead. I mentioned it before, but I want to use it as an opportunity to show my background again. And he'll be reunited with this man sitting in the back of my background. <laughs> CBG, yeah. Just in case anyone didn't get a chance to see the full picture yet. In one of his finest Yeah, for you guys on a, YouTube. In the Liverpool jersey. Yes, I guess one of our favorite. Well, one of your favorite Liverpool photos <laughs> ever. Um, <laughs> but... So yeah, the January transfer window is open right now, and I think that all reports from the Liverpool sides are that it's going to be a quiet January, despite the fact that they have lost Mane, Salah, and Keita to AFCON for the whole month, and they have you know COVID taking out a lot of their their manager and their assistant manager right right now, and a few of their key players, um, and you have obviously well-documented injuries that, you know, every single team is going through with the fixture congestion. This is a time of the year that a lot of teams struggle with keeping fitness with their, with their team. Um, so the team, their squad depth is looking quite poor right now. 
And I'm not really sure, Craig, are, is, is United being linked with any, any signings right now, but, or is it going to be kind of a, a quiet summer for both teams? Um, quiet January. Uh, United's always being linked with people. There's some like recent rumors about Ruben Neves, but there's no like actual, there's no actual strong rumors that United fans are talking about or getting excited about. Of course, if you ask me and most United fans, everyone will say we need, we need a defensive midfielder who we've needed for a long time. Saying this for the last few windows now, we still haven't gotten one. And if anything, I feel like the, our, the game against Wolves yesterday or however many days ago made that even more clear. Um, Ranick is just struggling to control the midfield in his games and all his post-match interviews, he talks about the control. He's like, we're not able to control. That's what I want to do, but he's not able to do it. <laughs> Um, and you know, some of it, it probably is his fault. I'm not going to be, you know, super critical. Like a lot of fans are being right now. He's only, he's just gotten the job, give him some time. Um, but some of it has to be on the players. We just don't have good enough players in the midfield. We don't have players that can control the midfield. We don't have, you know, a Conte or a Fabinho or a Rodri or an Eves Basuma, for example, who can, who can dominate the midfield. So. I think we need one, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really look promising so far. So if you, if you were given a blank check, I guess not a blank check, but let's say, let's hear one realistic signing from that you would, you would make in January for, for um, United. Is it Basuma? Um, realistic, probably Basuma, just from a price standpoint, but who I would love to have would be Declan Rice. I think, he is one of the best. I personally think he's one of the best in his position in Europe. Um, and if he was playing on a team that was bigger than West Ham, then everyone or most people would agree, I think. Just because he can do everything from not only is he that like solid holding midfielder that kind of protects the back four, makes phenomenal tackles, he's very strong, knows what he's doing, but he can also move forward with the ball. He has great passing ability. He can run forward with the ball. He can shoot. Um, you know, he's big and tall. He can win headers. So. He's just kind of all around. He's smart, very mature for his age. Um, and so I would love to have Declan Rice, but I think, you know, West Ham are going to ask close to $100 million for him. Um, so yeah, I, don't know. I mean, if you've, been, you've been touting him for a while and praising him and saying that he was the, the player that, what, that United need. But I think that, you know, right now, I mean, realistically, West Ham and Manchester United are going to be competing with each other um, amongst a few other teams for that last Champions League spot. And yeah. I don't think that it's realistic, especially this season in January when transfers are even more difficult to make happen just due to the time constraint. I don't think that West Ham are going to want to sell one of their best and their key players to their rival. No. No. Not going to happen. Definitely not in January. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the next coming months. And you know that. You know, I love a good transfer saga, so maybe that'll heat up. Um, well, I would be. My sin. I would be happy if you told me we're not going to sign a defensive midfielder or a holding midfielder this this transfer window because we're going to get Declan Rice in the summer. I would be okay with that. Um, but not signing one now and then not signing one in the summer or signing, you know, just making some crazy United deal in the summer. I don't know about that. I want, you know, yeah. we, we need. We need somebody good. It's been too long yeah. now. Yeah, I think that if I could say one person that would be amazing for um, Manchester United would be Frankie De Jong. I think that he is 
really, really, really good. And, you know, there have been some rumors about Barcelona maybe looking to sell him because of their financial situation. Um, and if he's possibly put up for sale, I think United need to jump on that as soon as possible just because of how, how good he is. Um, but I guess if I could say one player for Liverpool that I would like to sign, you know, I think that we need more attacking depth. And I think that we need mm. more depth, um, maybe in midfield too, but, you know, with Harvey Elliott coming back, and I think that we have enough players in the midfield. Once Milner leaves, we'll probably look to sign another, another midfielder. But right now, I think, especially with losing Salah and Mane to AFCON, finding a player who, if, we're, if Liverpool actually does want to stay competitive in the Premier League title race this year, which I guess we'll talk about in a little bit, but there's currently 11 points behind City um, with a game in hand. But even if they win that, they're still eight points behind. So if they really wanted to challenge City and not let them run away with this, with this title, they're going to they're gonna need to win a lot of these games that Salah and Mane are going to be missing. So I think mm-hmm. that it's important for them to sign a, uh, another attacking player and with that, that player needs to be able to slot right into the Premier League and perform because they're going to be asked to start immediately, at least until Salah Mane get back. Yeah. And so that's why I chose uh, Rafinha from, <clears throat> from Leeds. I think that Whoa, he, okay. he would be super, super, super good, uh, a good signing. He's been linked with Liverpool a few times, just some rumors and stuff. And I think that, man, he is so, so good to watch. Um, and are you saying this just because he's on your fantasy team? No, I'm not. I'm not. But dude, if you watch Leeds, like he is probably their their best player right now. Um, no, yeah, I agree. And, Very exciting player. And he's good, and he's still relatively young. He's about the same age as Jota when we signed uh, when we signed him. Uh, what was that last year or a couple of years ago? No, yeah. it's been so. Yeah, so I mean, well, he, he would cost a lot of money too. But I think that if Liverpool are trying to actually compete they're going to need to sign players like of this quality i mean if you look at the teams like chelsea and city they have so many players on their bench that you know can come in and change games you know every single game city is bringing on like phil foden or raheem sterling off the bench meanwhile liverpool is bringing on like minamino and origi who i love those guys but they're not like they're not they're not of the same cloth as any of the other city players on the bench. I mean, you talk about like City and Chelsea, and they're obviously they're actually achieving stuff. But I even think like even if if you gave Jurgen Klopp, for example, United's midfield and attack, there's so much depth in there. Obviously, it's not working right now. Yeah, you know, whatever manager or whatever. But but the fact that when, especially once Pogba comes back, United can bring off the bench people like Cavani or Sancho or Greenwood or. Rashford just depends who's starting or Pogba probably off the bench is, is you know what I mean that saved us and even recently Bruno's reason. been coming off the bench exactly and so that just shows that you know even a team like United that's struggling um and that's you know there's a lot of reasons that United is struggling but I would argue even United has you know much more attacking depth than than Liverpool and I think you know Jurgen Klopp could do amazing things with obviously with United's team and so um I definitely think Liverpool needs to, I would say like of of the big teams you know, Liverpool definitely needs to invest. I mean, okay, Tottenham and Arsenal probably also need a few more attacking options. But even Arsenal, you see, they have some exciting new players coming in. Um, so they have a little bit of rotation going. But yeah, like it, it'll be interesting to see how Liverpool do 
now without their without Mane and Salah for, gone for Afcon. And is Firmino is he back or is what's going on with him? Well, he was injured for a while. He had a hamstring injury, and then he came back for I think a couple of games. Um, but I mean, honestly, now Jota has probably dumped him in the pecking order. But uh, he came back for a couple of games, and then he got COVID. So now he's out for a little bit of time, also. So. I mean, with Firmino out, I guess, so the Liverpool were supposed to play in the semifinals of the Carabao Cup tomorrow, and that game got postponed due to their outbreak. So I guess that's kind of good news that they'll have a little bit of time to um, to recover, and we'll see what ends up happening over the weekend when they're scheduled to play. I think they're playing an FA Cup game over the weekend that might get uh, postponed also. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that with just given the amount of Depth compared to other other size, you know, it's it's pretty worrying, I guess. Um, good thing is that if Liverpool decide that okay, a top four is good enough for them in the Prem, then they can focus on the Champions League. And the next Champions League game is until the middle of February, and then we'll have Mane and Salah back. So, um, so yeah, I think that it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I don't I don't knowing their board and knowing how they historically have been kind of shrewd sometimes, uh, especially their most recent transfer windows have been pretty quiet. I think that uh, I don't expect anything to happen, but Rafinha would be amazing signing. <laughs> we'll see. You dream of Rafinha, I dream of Basuma or Rice. Um, yeah. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see. All right. Let's move on to... Uh, what are we doing? You know, so it's been a little bit of a... T- some time since we recap, so it's not really feasible to recap some specific games. However, we did want to do a little touch on the landscape of the league right now. Um, you know, as it stands, City are what is it, ten points above Chelsea and eleven points above Liverpool. Liverpool have a game in hand, um, and those three. So, and then Liverpool are seven points ahead of Arsenal. So, Craig, what is your general take on the landscape of the... Let's start with the title race. Is it over? Um, you know, never say never. Uh, um, but it's really, as everyone's been saying, it's, it's, it's cities to lose at this point. Um, and, you know, Pep's shown that he's more than capable of... When, once he has the sort of lead, he's more than capable of seeing it through. Um, City haven't really choked anything at the end of the season. Um, when they've when they've had these sort of leads, they've <clears throat> they've been pretty consistent. Um, and so I don't know. I it, it's really really hard to see this City team um, bottling it, as they say. But you never know. I mean, Chelsea and Liverpool have struggled recently, um, and so it can happen to anyone, and it could happen to. It could happen to City. I, I would bet a lot of money on City winning the league um, before I would bet on Chelsea or Liverpool. And it's funny, too, because it's, it's so funny how in a title race like this um, that, you, that it's so hotly contested or was so hotly contested, just one month can change everything. Like It was, what, a month or a month and a half ago, maybe, that we did our, our season prediction re-evaluations. We looked at what we predicted. Yeah, we, and we, and we still chose both- Chelsea to win. We still chose Chelsea to win. We're like, okay, we're going to stick with them. They're still doing well. And a month later, I mean, we'd probably be crazy to to choose Chelsea as our predicted winner. So, uh, 
the the good news, I guess, for Chelsea and Liverpool is that you know the the, the rest of the teams aren't too close to them. So hopefully, yeah. at least Champions League football is looking good. Um, but I don't know. After that, I think is where it gets really interesting. Unfortunately, I think we're going to see another season where the Champions League, the the European race is going to be more exciting than the title race. Yeah, and this is pretty disappointing. I agree with you. I think that it's pretty disappointing considering people have been saying, oh, this is finally going to be one of those years where we have, we haven't had it in a couple of years where, uh, you know, City ran away with it last year and Liverpool ran away with it the year before that. Um, and we haven't had that title race. And they're like, not only we're going to have a title race this year, we're going to have three teams competing for it, not only two. But, you know, City and, I mean, Chelsea and Liverpool have, uh, for their own lofty standards, flipped a little bit, referencing your, your background. Um, they have flipped, but, uh, you know, City have just gone on one of those trademark runs. It seems like once a year they go on one of those unbeaten winning streaks uh, that goes spans a few months, and then they just suddenly, you blink your eyes, and they're 10 points clear of the next team below them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think that, uh, honestly, I hate to be pessimistic about it, but I think that the title race is gone, especially given the uphill battle that Liverpool are facing within their own squad. Um, and we just talked about that. And, you know, Chelsea have started to have a little bit of trouble under Tuchel, and who knows what's going to happen with Lukaku uh, <laughs> and all that drama and controversy that he caused for himself last week. But, Frank, so moving on to the... Let's talk about the Champions League race, I guess, as you could say, that the that last fourth spot is very much up for grabs. They have a lot of teams that are fighting for it. Currently, Arsenal sit there with 35 points, but West Ham is only one point behind them, and Tottenham are only two points behind Arsenal, and they have two games in hand. So if they win one of their two games in hand, then they would jump Arsenal. And then in, sitting in seventh, who I think is the last realistic team to make top four would be United with 31 points. Um, so Craig, if you had to predict now, out of those four teams, who do you think is going to achieve top four? Oh, this is a tough one. Um, because it's been a while since United, for all of United's struggles, it's been a while since United haven't been in top four. That's one thing Aldi was able to do. Um, he consistently managed to get the club in the top four spots. Um, and so... I don't know. For me, it's hard to even. It's hard for me to even fathom that. Oh, United! There's a pretty good chance United don't even make top four this year after going into the season with people saying, "Oh, you know, they won't. They're not going to be that far behind the title. They have Ronaldo. The team's coming together. It's looking exciting." Um, so how we got here, I don't know. And so, if you'd asked me, even let's say a month ago, when when Ollie first got fired, for example, or a month in a few days, a month and a half ago. I would have said United are going to get the top four spot easy. They won't do anything more, but they'll, they'll, they'll land it. But what's changed since then is United have been fine. If, well, they've been disappointing, but at least they haven't lost games until Wolves. Um, but Tottenham and Arsenal have really turned on. And that's what's yeah. worrying. Because you believe in your team. You believe in United with their depth and experience to you know, be able to beat out maybe West Ham um, if, Maybe West Ham will fall towards the end of the 
But you start to get a little bit worried when some of the big teams find their feet again, especially Arsenal. And and I will I will claim credit for this because I I feel like I'm one of the only people in the world not an Arsenal fan who who stuck by Arsenal from the beginning of the season and said you know I still have faith in Arsenal even when they were in relegation zone I was like they're gonna bounce back don't worry they have and I said this and I still stand by this they have the most they have the best um, group of kind of incoming talent maybe obviously you can argue with Chelsea with their yeah. Lamy and stuff like that. But Arsenal's got some really exciting talent coming through, and and they're they're kind of showing themselves now, along with their 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 new signings, and so, and Arteta is doing well. So that's what I'm worried about. I, I know you asked me to predict, and I'm kind of rambling because I don't know who to predict. I guess I'll predict Manchester United just because it's hard for me to to not to not imagine them um, making the Champions League. But it's very very realistic for Arsenal or Tottenham. You know, you think about the new manager too. The fact that Tottenham got Conte right because United beat them three zero, and it's so yeah. ironic and sad. And let's, again, I want to reserve judgment on Brandy. He's got plenty of time to prove himself. So, so he might be phenomenal for the club. But Conte, he's done it. He's proven. He's experienced. Even if it was just to get us through the season, I think you know United should have should have done it. But we didn't, and now Tottenham are reaping the rewards. But I'll I'll go with United. Yeah, I think that honestly, for me, uh, out of these four teams, the one I can most quickly eliminate from the picture, even though they're only one point behind Arsenal, is West Ham. And I think that we've started to see them flip. And the, uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit ago, and this is why, kind of, why we p- predicted them. I know I was looking back at our before the season prediction that you had predicted West Ham to finish in 10th and I had predicted them to finish in ninth. And I think right now that's a little bit too low. Um, yeah. I still think they'll, they'll finish above that. However, we did say that the sustained success that is required to achieve a top four finish or a, even like a Europa league finish in fifth place is very, very demanding, especially when you have Arsenal and Tottenham taking steps up like they have currently in the last couple of months and you know with that i think that they are starting to drop a few points here and there and i think that they're going to be a little they're going to be on the outside looking in come the end of the season but i think they're still going to finish well above ninth and tenth place as, as we had predicted them however i think they're going to be that that fourth team out of those four with United, I, I mean, like you said, it's, it's too early to judge right now, but I've honestly been a little bit disappointed with uh, their start under Ralph. And I think that, you know, he had been touted as this, like, this genius and this mastermind, but honestly, mm-hmm. we haven't really seen, aside from the formation change, we haven't seen that change in mentality yet in, in United. And I get it that it's hard to change a culture overnight. It takes time. And right now, you know, the culture of, as you say, as you said earlier, like the players, at a certain point, it comes down to the players. And right now, the players, I don't think, are playing hard right now for United. This is so hit or miss. Like one game, they'll come in and batter a team 3-0, 4-0. Then the next game, they'll they'll look like they just rolled out of bed versus Wolves and deservedly lose. And, I mean, I think that I would I would have had, as, as of right now, I would have had a expected to see a lot more at least tactical differences with 
um, United than they have now. I guess they're playing the four triple two, as uh, some would say, instead of the four two three one, um, which is, I guess, a tactical difference. But other than that, I haven't really noticed that much in difference in terms of play style and stuff. Uh, on the other hand, we have noticed a big difference in Tottenham as they showcased in their draw versus, versus Liverpool, which honestly, trying to be unbiased, I think that that they could have won that game very easily. Um, and based on performance, they could have won. However, based on a few calls that went their, went their way, Liverpool could have won. So I guess a draw all in all was fair, but no one watching that game couldn't have said that Tottenham were not competitive. Um, and you see Arsenal with all of these exciting young players like Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard, they even have Smith Rowe coming off the bench and stuff. Like they are starting to hit their stride and Arteta's finally, I guess, figuring it out a little bit. Um, like it's tough for me to predict United to turn it around, especially when they're already, if they were, if they were in the spot that Arsenal are in right now, where they're in fourth place, I would say, okay, maybe they can hang on. However, they still have to make up four points against Arsenal. Guaranteed they have a game in hand. So if they win, then they don't want to be one point behind. I would probably predict, I, I, I think I would predict Tottenham to be in that fourth spot. Um, just based on the performances that I've seen versus top tier clubs. Um, like Liverpool, they put up a good showing. But with that, I mean, it's so, it's so difficult because Arsenal played really, really well versus City. And honestly, they probably should have taken a point from them if it wasn't for that Rodri goal at the very last second, you know? I think, yeah, well, I guess, I, here's what I think. I think Tottenham are the most, well, I'll say up front that I already said it, I guess, but United, I think, are probably the least logical choice, but I'm picking them based on, um, you know, emotion, but also probably based on the fact, and this I do believe, apart from obviously the midfield battle, I think United have overall more quality than Tottenham and Arsenal do. I would agree with that. Um, I would agree. And so, you know, moments FC, you know, maybe they can pull out a few more moments than Arsenal and Tottenham can. I think Tottenham is the most logical choice because, because of Conte. And he's the most experienced of the three managers. Well, that's not true. But like at this level, and he's proven himself um, at this level. He's proven to win things. He's proven to turn teams around. Um, and so at the highest level, which I know Ranić has turned teams around, but maybe, you know, not yet at this level. And so Conte, I think, is huge in, in this argument, deciding, like, who's the most logical. So I think Tottenham is the right choice for a non-United supporter um, to make. And Arteta, you never know. He's had, he's had good stretches in his Arsenal career before, and then they've fallen back off. So that's the reason that you're, you're never quite sure. But Conte, especially... Now, Kane scored for the first time in a long time. Um, if Kane gets back to firing, then I think, you know, it's a no-brainer almost. If Kane's scoring like he was scoring last season and, you know, under a manager like Conte, um, then, you know, probably Tottenham are going to take it. But I'm going to hold out, have some faith, hope, and love uh, and hope that United make it. Yeah, I agree. So it's going to be, I think that I we've kind of not chalked up the, the title race already, but we have definitely said it's definitely not as competitive as we all anticipated it to be at the beginning of the year or even a month ago or two months ago. Um, but the top four race is still going to be very competitive with a lot of teams fighting for a few spots. And what's going to end up happening is that we're going to look at 
at the end of the year and we're going to have another big club in the Europa League or in the Conference League. As you know, we have Tottenham who got bounced from the Conference League, but uh, not even in the Conference <laughs> Oh, that's huge yeah. as well, by the way. Neither Tottenham nor Arsenal, the United's two top competitors don't have any European football to worry about, which is massive because United have the Champions yeah. League, not even Europa League. So United can't be resting anyone. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds. We have a lot of big matches coming up. Uh, right now, I guess this week, we're kind of have some cup games and cup ties going on. But kicking off the weekend after that will be very, very important games for all of these teams, especially um, the ones who are fighting for specific spots like the Champions League spots, the title, and even the relegation teams. You know, the relegation battle is going to be pretty interesting, too. Um, we'll see what ends up happening, but yeah, the, the landscape of the league has changed a lot. So we thought it would be good to, to tie in or do a little bit of like a broad overview of our thoughts right now on a few of the specific teams. Um, Craig, do you want to play another Sporkle? Let's play a Sporkle. Let's redeem ourselves. Let's do it. All right. So now we're going to be doing soccer clubs with the most titles by country. Um, this has 16 countries ranging from England to Romania. I'm going to tell you that I probably can't name any teams in Romania. Um, <laughs> so we're going to do the ones like England, Spain, Germany, Italy, France, Portugal, Netherlands. We could also do Scotland. Um, but other than that, I think we should probably um, leave it out. So how much time do you think we should get here? Um, I don't know, five minutes. All right, let's no. do five minutes. And for those of you, as a reminder, we are on YouTube now, so you can follow along on YouTube, CC Football Podcast. And let's kick it off, starting with England. We'll have Surely it's United, Liverpool, and 13. Arsenal? Yeah, it's Arsenal. Yeah, Spain is going to be Barcelona. Oh, they're second. Madrid Real will be Madrid. first then. You have to type in Real. Real Madrid first, Barcelona second, and then Atleti? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Germany, Bayern Munich. Bayern Dortmund. Will be first. Oh, there's... Okay, so who's Wolfs- try Wolfsburg? I don't know. No. Uh-oh. Uh. This okay. is where we show our our youth. I know. Who is one All of right, those teams? In, okay, Italy, wait, Italy, Juventus, Juventus, Milan, Milan, Inter. Maybe now. Uh, AC Milan. Yeah. France, France. Oh, PSG is nine. Then Marseille. And, and then try... Try Lyon. I, th- I just had that. Lille? I just had that Mo- too. Who are the French... Oh, Monaco. No? No. Um, Marseille, who was it? Who used to be good back in the day? Was it Nice? Uh... Nope. No. So I, I got the first and thirds in Portugal. I got Benfica and Sporting. 
And the last one would be uh, Porto. Porto, yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, Russia. Ajax. Okay. The Netherlands, yeah. Ajax. PSV. And then. Feyenoord. F E Y E N O R D. Yeah, fire. Go. Okay. All right. So our men are Germany. Germany. Oh, yeah. Turkey. E H E R. Huh? H E R F E N H E R. B A C. I don't know how to spell it, but it's definitely on there. It should be. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, it's H C E. There we go. Oh, there we go. Um, um, okay, Scotland. This is Scotland. So Scotland is going to be Celtic. Oh, Rangers. Rangers and Celtic, and then Hearts. Yeah. Um. um <laughs> okay. Um. Do Russia. Do Germany. Do Russia. Do okay, Russia, Russia. Russia. Moscow. C S K A Moscow. There's like three Moscow teams. You probably have to type. Oh, okay, okay. Try locomotive. Moscow. Maybe that's not how you spell it. I don't know. Oh, try Zenit. St. Petersburg. Zenit. Try Zenit. Zenit. The third. Who's first? Man, how the third Moscow? German team? Um, River Plate, yeah. We're playing oh, Boca Juniors. What about Brazil? Argentina Try like now. Santos. Santos. What was the team that Liverpool played in the Club World Cup? Oh, um, uh, man, I do not know. Flamenco? Was it Flamenco? Yeah. Flamenco. I don't know. What's another Flamengo. Flamengo. Flamengo, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm missing the Brazil number one, Argentina number three. Turkey's one, first and third. Oh, best. Okay, try MLS. LA Galaxy. Oh, nice. Uh, LA, LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy is number one. Uh, who's four? Who's number two? Did you try who's LAFC? Four? Yeah. Atlanta United? No. Uh, dude, who's this German team? I'm so stuck on this German team. I'm stuck on the French team. Is it like Montpellier or something? No. 1-0. No. I feel like I know the French one, which is why I, I don't know the German. Who could it be? Okay, just try it. Oh, yeah. Bruges. Club Bruges. Do Belgian teams. I got Anderlecht, Bruges. Nice. Um, um, oh, what about Mexico? This is hard. What are they called? Oh, we should know Mexico. America? Yeah, America. The Tigres, is that the same as... Who are the Tigres? Yeah, no, it's different. I, I, feel like I don't know. <laughs> it is one of the teams. Uh, I just don't know who. Switzerland. Try Young Boys. Oh. No. They beat United in the Champions League, though. 
KFC Basel. Dio. Oh, yeah, nice, nice, nice. Um, man, 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 man. Denmark, try Copenhagen. Yeah, and that's only one P, but I don't know if it's spelled with a K or C, depending on. There we go. Oh, whoa. FC Copenhagen. <laughs> Greece, try Olymp Olympiacos. Um, um, Olympiacos. Man, man, man. Who's number one for Turkey? We have Fernabate, Besiktas, and... Who did Ozil play for now? I don't know. He plays somewhere in Turkey. In okay, Germany, try, we need to get this... Yeah, just try German teams. Try, I don't know, Leipzig, Schalke, Hoffenheim. What's other German teams? Yeah. Um, I don't know any other German teams. <laughs> um, uh, Borussia Gladbach. I'm not going to say that. Mönchengladbach. Just copy and paste. Copy paste. Copy paste. Come on, come on, come on. Nope. Um... No, 30 seconds left. Uh, um, we're we'll playing Junior. No. What about Atletico Minero? What's the club that try M I N M I N E I R O? Isn't that the club that Diego Costa plays right now? M I N. That's fine. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, no. Germany and France. We're going to be kicking ourselves. Nuremberg. Oh, I knew, okay, we're not going to. I wouldn't have gotten Nuremberg, but I did know. So, uh, Etienne. Um, oh, oh Galatasaray. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, Palmeiras. Oh, DC United. Wow, I would never have guessed that. Okay, we did okay. Oh, we did, we did we pretty did good. good. We did Spartak. I told you it was the third Moscow team. I couldn't remember. Oh, <laughs> Oh well, oh well. Um, that was cool. That was cool. Oh, so we did, we did better, I think, on that one than the first one, definitely. Yeah, yeah. The first one was pretty bad. Let's do one more. Nuremberg. This one's just okay, called one more. Progressively harder trivia um, by club. Or can you pick soccer clubs that apply to these facts in such a way that you'll be able to finish the quiz? Okay. Oh, it's one of these. I okay. Yeah. Play okay, it's so like, it'll give you like a one category. The European club, okay, so we just choose any of them. You have to choose all of them, oh, okay. Okay, so I know Liverpool have won, Milan have won. Oh, no, no, wait, wait, um, no, no, wait, wait. Okay, oh, never mind, you don't, you don't have to choose all of them, you just have to name, oh, a, club name won, a club that won 10 more than 10 national trophies. United. Okay. Manchester United. Name a club with a 40,000-plus seat stadium. Bayern. Barcelona. Okay. I'd say Barcelona. Name a club Clarence CR didn't play for. Dortmund. Uh, let's, let's choose, no, no, let's don't choose one of the yeah, yeah, Red yeah, Star yeah. Belgrade. Bucharest. Okay, that's fine. Um, 
Name a club that won more than 10 national titles. Juventus. Or Bayern. Juventus. Name a club that won the double. National title in European Cup. Okay. Bayern. Um, where's Bayern? Name a club that won more European Cup titles than they lost. Uh, Madrid? Yeah. Name a club that has been founded in or before 1900. Celtic. Name a club that has won the Champions League. Porto. Yeah. Name a club that won more than 20 national titles. Ajax. We just did that one. They had like 39, I think. Um, name a club with FC in its name. Uh, probably... Is it Benfica? Is it Nottingham Forest FC? Is that? Yes. Nice. Name a club that won the UEFA Cup. Oof. That's the UEFA Cup. Um, I think that was the old Champions League. Oh. Um, go uh, with Inter. Say, I would go. Oh, oh we got no. it wrong. No. Okay, hey, let's, try, let's well, try. Let's right. try again. Also, I didn't. I didn't realize that was happening. So the f- club that won European Cup, we had to choose one that. Um. Wait, what did we say for that one? Mm. They're a different order now. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Maybe it does. Okay, I chose Celtic. Name a club that won more than one national title. To enter for this or something. No, we had to choose one more than one national title. That's like. We gotta choose one that like Bucharest. Yeah. Did you know that? Oh yeah, because that was on the. No, I just guessed on that one. Name a club <laughs> that won ten national trophies, league or major cup. Um. Wasn't Feyenoord more than ten? How many had they won? Yeah, I think they have. Yeah. Nice. Forty thousand seat stadium. Okay, so we gotta choose a big team for this one, but not too big. Which one do you think? Yeah. I don't know. Like Dortmund. No. Smaller. I would say like PSV. No, I don't think that they have a 4,000 seat stadium. I've actually been to their stadium, but just outside, but I, I never went in. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. we got it oh, wrong. No. <laughs> I was going to say don't do it. I think you're right. Okay. Go again. One more time. Last try. Right. European Cup, um, which is in Marseille. More than one national title. We did Bucharest. Where's Bucharest? There it is. <laughs> Name a club that won more than 10 national trophies. Feyenoord. 40,000 seat stadium. Okay, do Dortmund. Yeah, do Dortmund. Yeah. Uh, Red Star. Speedo didn't play for Red Star. That won more than 10 national titles. Uh, Go with Ajax. That's what you did last time. Yeah. Name a club that won the double, Bayern Munich. Won more European Cup finals than they lost. Dude, could we say Porto? Because they're like 1-0. 1-0. Right. Yeah. Nice. Name a club that has been founded in or before 1900. Um, Do Celtic for this one. Because I don't know about the rest. Name a club that won the Champions League. Trying to find one. In, or Inter? Inter. Which one do you think is more valuable? 
Have they both won it? Champions League? I think so. AC Milan's definitely won it. Yeah, AC is definitely. You go with AC Milan. Okay. Name a club that won more than 20 national titles. Juventus? Have they won more than 20? I don't know. Well, I know uh, be, Real Madrid have. Okay, then go with them. Okay. With SC in its name. Uh, Not even Forest. Yeah. Name a club that won the UEFA Cup. Surely Juventus. Or maybe not. I don't know. I feel like United probably won it. And Barcelona probably won it. No! We what is the wrong. UEFA Cup? Was that the old Champions League? I have no idea. I have is no it idea. the same as the European Cup? Not sure. Hey, uh, maybe 57% is our... That's our level. Our maximum. Oh, it's the Europa League. No, it's not. It's the uh, UEFA Cup. Is it? UEFA Cup, also oh. known as Cope UEFA, is a trophy awarded annually to the football club that wins the Europa League. Well, United won the Europa League. Well, I don't know what to tell you. The thing thinks it's wrong. Okay. Well, all hey, right, we did right. better well, than average. Well, yeah, so if you guys are confused about that, check us out on YouTube. We'll uh, be editing the video and share with the shared screen and stuff so you guys will be able to see our bad sport book quizzes um, and follow along there. But, yeah, thanks for watching, guys. And once we're back at college, we'll have our our mics back too, so we look more. Yeah, we had to deal a little bit of makeshift and stuff, but yeah, we'll have we'll have um, well, our production quality will continue to rise as it always does. <laughs> we go one step forward, two steps back sometimes, but we'll we'll get it there. We'll get it there. Um, but yeah, have a great new year, everybody, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks.